Welcome to a special edition of the Clients and Profits feature cast with Clients and Profits trainer Cindy Weston and Donalyn Johnson from Crystal Brook Consulting. Hi, Donalyn. Hi, Cindy. Hi. This time we're actually going to talk about freelancers and how to work them in the program, how to set them up. I get asked often, how do you do that? Because not only do we want to account for their time, we also want to account for their invoice that's coming in. We also want to bill it. So there's there's certain criteria that I always recommend they do, but I would love to get your perspective. You've been in the industry for a long time, so please share with us what your perspective is on, on using freelancers and the program and, and making sure it all works together. Okay. When it, when it comes to freelancers, I think the first thing you want to do is discern what's the cost and what are you going to bill the clients. Right. And in, from my view, it's what is the market value in your area – of the services that that freelancer is providing. A lot of times because they'll say, oh, they're pretty, I get them pretty cheap, Let you know, we won't bill as much. But that's not the best way to look at it because it's what is the current rate. Exactly. At the, like you said, in your, because a lot of times they'll say, well, what's the current rate in San Diego? Well, it doesn't matter if you're in Podunk, right. you know, somewhere, you might not be able to get the same rate. So. Exactly. So you want to decide based, what is the market value of the service that that particular freelancer is providing, whether right. it be in design, particularly you want to take a look at if it's an interactive uh, mm-hmm. service that they're providing. Um, I believe that what we want to do from a cost perspective to the job, we want to book the cost that the freelancer charges us. Right. Okay. So basically the way we're going to capture costs and billable is in two in two forms. Right. Both in their vendor invoice from the freelancer and then there are two options in how we want to manage what we bill the client, i.e. the market value. Mm-hmm. We can go ahead and take a flat rate based on a markup to mm-hmm. what we're going to bill the client and key both the cost and the billable as an AP invoice. That's one option. Mm-hmm. The beauty of clients and profits is it can manage Flexible. either or both. Right. Yes. Um, another option would be to have time entered for this freelancer at a zero cost because you want to capture the actual cost via the vendor invoice. And and I've noticed that more and more clients really want the hours from the freelancers. Mm -hmm. So more and more agencies are actually going to having them and put their time, which is really great that you can do it from the web now or from Mm -hmm. the iPhone. So they don't have to be at a desktop with clients and profits. They can still enter their time. There's no excuse and then still turn in the invoice. Exactly. At that point, we would Within the staff table, we'd set up a freelancer and you mark them as a freelancer and give them a billable rate per hour. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that's cool about marking them as a freelancer in snapshots, there's a productivity report that actually can be printed for pre- freelancers. So you can find information just by your free- freelancers. You can find it just by the staff name. So obviously you can find them independently, just like you can any other staffer. And they are part of the staff file. So they're part of the system as far as all the emails that get generated out. They're considered a staffer so that you can notify them from the job diary or any of the status alerts, which is cohesive. It's making them cohesive part of the agency, but it's also keeping them separate so you can review, I guess, freelance information separately. So it's really a nice tool in the program. One of the things you want to, to Cindy's point, is when you're taking a look at the productivity reports and the costing, it's a good way, particularly even in in-house or Marcon groups, to take a look at, is it time to staff up? Are we spending enough on freelancers on a consistent basis? Are they generating enough revenue for us to justify to the powers that be to increase headcount? Good point, because it gives you the analysis tool to decide, are we understaffed? If we keep hiring all these freelancers, why don't we just hire a staffer anyways? It's cheaper to do that. Or where you're understaffed, even as far as scheduling goes, it gives you an analysis tool to to beef up the scheduling people who you're gonna assign to. So it it is a really great uh, analysis tool. 
Okay, let's talk about overtime. Well, you can you can have the freelancer annotate um, if they're if they're what I call a permalancer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Good one, Donna Lynn. <laughs> if they're a permalancer, A, we need to make sure that we are not the only permalancer that they work for. Right. But if they're really coming in every day and, and doing time, et cetera, then sure. Uh, depending on the agreement you have with that freelancer, go ahead and have them annotate that those hours, those extra two or three hours that they worked in the evening from home, et cetera, are overtime, and make sure that you annotate what that overtime rate is in, in the staff file for that freelancer. That brings up a good point, and it's something that I think a lot of agencies don't pay that much attention to, what is considered a freelancer or a consultant and what is not. And I'm sure you have run into that before. I've had bad case scenarios where one of my clients had somebody that was paid as a freelancer and then they'd never paid their taxes and came back and said, no, I was an employee exactly. and now you owe me, you know, you owe that taxes to the government because I don't want to pay it. So do you have any recommendations that you can make or do you, I don't see, I don't know what the checklist is as far as what, it's such a long list from. My, I keep mine the, really the, simple. <laughs> if they only work for you, they're an employee. Right. Okay. And, and whether you 1099 them or not, not doesn't protect the, you the government feels that if you are their only source of income then they are your employee and they will come back and have you to pay taxes point, pay the tax so donna lynn let's talk about this too because again like i said i've had several clients that have been you know taken to to the cleaners because mm -hmm. of the taxes then they had to pay for this freelancer that said claimed they were an employee even though there was a contract even though they they came in and it, it, they never had a desk space they just worked where they could or whatever how do i mean obviously you can't ensure that they are your only that that you're their only client so i just want to help agencies understand too because not everybody understands this because it is a legality part of the business mm -hmm. and obviously not everybody delves into this again your recommendation is awesome because if if they're if you're their only client they're an employee to the government, but if they work from home, if they have their own computer, if they're bringing in their own computer, can protect you. But I just want clients to realize that even though you have a contract with them, that doesn't protect you. We see that as a gray area. Oftentimes the government does not. And it's their call. And it's their call. Yeah. I choose to err on the side of caution. Mm -hmm. I would recommend that you initially, you know, when you open the agency or when you sit down with your accountant and your tax person to do your taxes every year, just re review those types of scenarios with them because, you know, regulations change, et, right. et, et cetera. And they do mm -hmm. often. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a good point to, to like Donna Lynn mentioned, to talk to your tax person because they're going to know more than anything. And if you do end up going to court, it's probably better to take them in with you because they know a lot of the laws and how to handle it and how to word it, basically. But it is something that all clients should be aware of, especially since the economy has caused more freelancers to be workers mm -hmm. than actual employees exactly. and workers. So yeah, it is something to be very considerate of and, and, and pay attention to. Well, let's talk about if you dictate hours. That even makes you more liable for them. Exactly. Thank you, Donna Lynn. That was very informative. I love sharing all the information on freelancers because again, it just seems to be more and more common in the industry. So thank you very much. Thank you so much, Cindy. Thank you for listening to the Clients and Profits feature cast. For more information about Donna Lynn and Crystal Brook Consulting, visit crystalbrook.net. Hey.